chapter fifteen of fifty years ago by walter passant this librivox recording is in the public domain the sportsman there were many various forms of sport open to the englishman fifty years ago which are now wholly or partly closed for instance there was the p r then flourishing in great vigour they are at this moment trying to revive it a prize-fight was accompanied by every kind of blackguardism and villainy not the least was the fact that the fights towards the end of the record were almost always conducted on the cross so that honest betting men never knew where to lay their money at the same time the decay of boxing during the last twenty-five years has been certainly followed by a great decay of the national pluck and pugnacity and therefore naturally by a decay of national enterprise we may fairly congratulate ourselves therefore that the noble art of self-defence is reviving and promises to become as great and favourite a sport as before let all our boys be taught to fight fifty years ago there was not a day in a public school when there was not a fight between two of the boys there was not a day when there was not a street fight did not the mail-coach drivers who accompanied mr samuel weller on a memorable occasion leave behind them one of their number to fight a street porter in fleet street there was never a day when some young fellow did not take off his coat and handle his fives for a quarter of an hour with a drayman a driver a working man it was a disgrace not to be able to fight let all our boys be taught again and encouraged to fight only the other day i read that there are no fights at eton any more because the boys funk each other eton boys funk each other but we need not believe it let there be no nonsense listen to about brutality the world belongs to the men who can fight there were besides the street fights which kept things lively and gave animation to the dullest parts of the town many other things which we see no longer the bear who danced the bull who was baited the pigeons which were shot in battersea fields the badger which was drawn the dogs which were fought the rats which were killed the cocks which were fought the cats which were thrown into the ponds the ducks which were hunted these amusements exist no longer fifty years ago they afforded sport for many hunting coursing horse-racing shooting went on bravely as regards game preserves the laws were more rigidly enforced and there was a much more bitter feeling towards them on the part of farmers then than now on the other hand there were no such wholesale battues sport involved uncertainty gentlemen did not sell their game rabbits instead of being sent off to the nearest poulterer were given to the labourers as they should be the sporting instincts of the londoner gave the comic person an endless theme for fun he was always hiring a horse and coming to grief he was perpetually tumbling off losing his stirrups letting his whip fall having his hat blown off and carried away and generally disgracing himself in the eyes of those with whom he wished to appear to the best advantage there was the epping hunt on easter monday where the sporting londoners turned out in thousands there were the ponies on hire at any open place all round london at clapham common 
blackheath hampstead epping to ride was the young londoner's greatest ambition even to this day there is not one young man in ten who will own without a blush that he cannot ride to ride in the park was impossible for him because he had to be at his desk at ten a man who rides in the park is independent of the city but there were occasions on which every one would long to be able to sit in the saddle rowing athletics and above all the cycle have done much to counterbalance the attractions of the saddle it seems certain unless the comic papers all lie that fifty years ago every young man also wanted to go shooting remember how mr winkle an errant cockney though represented as coming from bristol not only pretended to love the sport but always went about attired as one ready to take the field the londoner went out into the fields which then lay within his reach all round the city popping at everything let us illustrate the subject with the following description of a first of september taken from the comic almanac of eighteen thirty seven perhaps thackeray wrote it up at six told mrs d i'd got weary pressing business at woolwich and off to old fish street where a weary sporting breakfast consisting of jugged hare partridge pie tally-ho sauce gunpowder tea and cetera vos laid out in figgins's warehouse as he didn't choose mrs f and his young hinfant family to know he vas a-goin to hexpose himself vith firearms after a good blow-out sallied forth vith our dogs and guns namely mrs wiggins's french poodle miss selina higgins's real blenheim spaniel young hicks's ditto mrs figgins's pet bulldog and my little thoroughbred terrier all vich had been smuggled to figgins's warehouse the night before to prevent domestic disagreeables got into a paddington bus at the bank row with tiger who objected to take the dogs unless paid hextra hicks said we'd a rights to take em and quoted the hacked tiger said the hacked only allowed parcels carried on the lap accordingly tied up the dogs in our pocket-handkerchiefs and carried them and the guns on our knees got down at paddington and after glasses round valked on till we got into the fields to a place vich higgins had baited with corn and penny rolls every day for a month past found a covey of birds feeding dogs wary eager and bark beautiful birds got up and turned out to be pigeons debate as to whether pigeons thus game or not hicks said they thus made game on by the new hacked fired accordingly and half killed two or three vich half fell to the ground but suddenly got up again and flew off reloaded and pigeons came round again let fly a second time and tumbled two or three more over but didn't bag any tired at last and turned into the dog and partridge to get a snack landlord laughed and asked how we bus hoff for tumblers didn't understand him but got some valuable information about loading our guns vichy strongly recommended mixing the powder and shot well up together before putting it into the barrel and showed figgins how to charge his percussion vich being figgins's first attempt under the new system he had made the mistake of putting a charge of copper caps into the barrel instead of sticking bun on em atop of the touch-hole 
left the dog and partridge and took a northeasterly direction so as to have the advantage of the wind on our backs dogs getting wary riotous and refusing to answer to figgins's thistle fitch had unfortunately got a p in it getting over an edge into a field hicks's gun accidentally exploded and shot wiggins behind and my gun going off unexpectedly at the same moment singed away von of my viscers and blinded von of my highs carried wiggins back to the inn dressed his wound and rubbed my high with cherry brandy and my visker with bear's grease sent poor w home by a short stage and resumed our sport heard some pheasants crowing by the side of a plantation resolved to stop their cock-a-doodle doing so set off at a jog-trot passing through a field of bone manure the dogs unfortunately set to work upon the bones and we couldn't get em to go a step further at no price got this thin gunshot of two of the birds which higgins said they vus two gamecocks but hicks who had often been to vestminster pit said no sich thing as gamecocks had got short square tails and smooth necks and long military spurs and these had got long curly tails and necks all over hair and scarce any spurs at all shot at em as pheasants and believed we killed em both but hearing some horrid screams come out of the plantation immediately after we all took to our eels and ran away without stopping to pick either of em up after running about two miles hicks called out to stop as he had observed a covey of wild ducks feeding on a pond by the roadside got behind a haystack and shot at the ducks which swam away under the trees figgins volunteered to scramble down the bank and hook out the dead ends with the butt-end of his gun unfortunately bank failed and poor f tumbled up to his neck in the pit made a rope of our pocket-handkerchiefs got it round his neck and dragged him to the dog and doublet where v had him put to bed and dried weary sleepy with the hair and exercise so after dinner took a nap apiece woke by the landlord coming in to know if v vus the gentleman as had shot the unfortunate nursemaid and child in mr smithfield's plantation swore v knew nothing about it and while the landlord was gone to deliver our message got out of the back window and ran away across the fields at the end of a mile came suddenly upon a strange sort of bird which hicks declared to be the cock of the woods sneaked behind him and killed him turned out to be a peacock took to our heels again as v saw the lord of the manor and two of his servants with bludgeons coming down the gravel walk towards us found it getting late so agreed to shoot our way home didn't know ver vivas but kept going on at last got to a sort of plantation ver v saw a great many birds perching about gave em a broadside and brought down several loaded again and killed another brace thought v should make a good day's work of it at last and thus preparing to charge again then two of the new police came and took us up in the name of the zoological society in whose gardens it seems v had been shooting handed off to the public office and wary heavily fined and wary severely reprimanded by the sitting magistrate coming away met by the landlord of the dog and doublet who charged us with running off without paying our shot 
and mr smithville who accused us of manslaughtering his nursemaid and child and their wounds not having been declared immortal leave us sent to spend the night in prison and thus ended my last first of september those who wish to know what a derby day was fifty years ago may read the following contemporary narrative here's a right and true list of all the running horses dorling's correct card for the derby day hallo olden hands us up one here will you and let it be a good un there now what's to pay only sixpence sixpence i never gave more than a penny at hookham snivy in all my days maybe not your honour but hookham snivy ain't hepsom and sixpence is what every gemman as is a gemman pays i can buy em for less than that on the course and i'll wait till i get there beg your honour's pardon they sells em a shillin on the course give you thruppence they cost me fippence halfpenny farden well here then take your list back again come come your honour shall have it at your own price i wouldn't sell it nobody else for no sich money but i likes the sound of your wice here then give me the change will you oh certainly but your honour's hun comin hard let's see you want two and threepence wait a moment there's another gentleman calling out for a card hallo coachman stop stop coachman do you hear stop your horses this moment and let me get down the fellows run away behind an omnibus without giving me change out of my half-crown that's always the vay they does on these here occasions they calls it catchin a flat sorry i can't stop where's the new police pretty policed truly to suffer such work as that well if ever i come to epsom again but let's look at the list it's cost me precious dear ascot mundig pellops why good heavens coachman they've sold me a list for last year oh ma look there what a beautiful carriage scarlet and gold liveries and horses with long tails and stodge full of gentlemen with moustaches and cigars and mackintoshes and green veils whose is it ma don't know my dear but no doubt belongs to some duke or marquis or other great knob beg your pardon ma'am but that carriage as you're looking at is a party of the swell mob and oh my ma look at that other full of beautiful ladies dressed like queens and princesses silks and satins and velvets and gauze sleeves and ermine tippets i never saw such elegant dresses and how merry they look laughing and smiling they seem determined to enjoy the sport who are they ma don't know dear but no doubt they're court ladies yes ma'am cranbourne court how do smith nice sort of tit you've got there very nice indeed very nice sort of mare beautiful legs she's got a nicely turned ankles and pon my word a most elegant head of hair how old is she and how high does she stand i should like to buy her if she's for sale oh she's quite young not above five-and-twenty or thirty and her height exactly a yard and a half and a nail price eighty guineas she'd be just the thing for you capital hunter as ever appeared at a fixture only part with her on account of her colour not that i mind only mrs s don't like an oxford mixture hell hello you fellow you person smoking the pipe i wish you'd take your quadruped out of the way quadruped a eh? you be blowed it's no quadruped but as good a donkey as ever was fed upon hay oh my ma there's the course what lots of people and horses and booths and grandstands and what oceans of gypsies and jugglers and barrel organs and military bands 
and was ever such sights of savoyards and french women singing and e o tibbles and horses rode up and down by little boys or tied together in bundles and put up in calamanco stables and look at that when they call him bony part did you ever in all your lifetime see a leaner and royal dinner saloons for royalty the knives might have been a little brighter and the linen a little cleaner and women with last dying speeches in one hand and in the other all the best new comic songs and dear me how funnily that gentleman sits his horse for all the world just like a pair of tongs and clear the course clear the course oh dear now the great derby race is going to be run twelve to one ten to one six to one nine to two sixteen to three done 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 here they come here they come blue green buff yellow black brown white harlequin and red sir i wish you'd stand off our carriage steps it's quite impossible to see through your head there now they're gone how many times round times round eh why bless your innocent face it's all over all over you don't say so i wish i'd never come such a take-in call that a derby race after being stifled with dust almost and spoiling all our best bonnets and shawls and cloaks call that a derby race indeed i'm sure it's no derby but nothing but a right down regular oaks but come let's have a bit of lunch i'm as hungry as if i hadn't had a bit all day smith what are you staring at why don't you make haste and hand us the hamper this way we shall never have anything to eat all day if you don't stir yourself and not go on at that horrid slow rate oh lord the bottom's out and every bit of meat and drink and worse than all the knives and forks and plate stole and gone clean away good heavenly i told you to keep your eye on the basket you stupid lout well so i did on the top of it but who'd have thought of their taking the bottom out well never mind they'll be prettily disappointed for you know betwixt you and me and the wall our ivory knives and forks were nothing but bone and our plate nothing but german silver after all what race is to be run next no more ma'am the others were all run afore you come well then have the horses put to smith i'll never come a darby in again and let us be off home oh lock what a stodge of carriages i'm sure we shall never get off the course alive oh dear do knock that young drunken gentleman off the box i'm sure he's not in a fit state to drive there i told you how it would be oh law you've broke my arm and compound fractured my leg oh for evans sake lift them two oared osses off my darter sir take your hands out of my pocket-hole i beg i say the next time you crawl out of a coach-window i wish you wouldn't put your foot on a lady's chest they'll if ever i seed such a pearl as that and i've seed many a good un in my time i'll be blessed oh dear going home's worse than coming it's ten to one if ever we get back to tooley street alive such jostling and pushing and prancing of horses and always the tipsiest gentleman of every party will drive i wish i was one of those ladies at the windows or even one of the servants maids giggling behind the garden walls and oh there's kennington turnpike what shouting and hooting and blowing those horrid cat-calls ticket sir got a ticket no i've lost it a shilling then a shilling i've paid you once to-day oh yes i suppose so the old tale but it won't do that's what all you sporting gentlemen say insolent feller i'll have you up before your betters come sir you mustn't stop up the way well i'll pay you again but oh lord somebody stole my purse good gracious what shall i do 
i suppose i must leave my watch and call for it to-morrow oh ruination blowed if that isn't gone too get on there will you well stop a moment will anybody lend me a shilling no well here then take my hat but if i don't show you up in bell's life in london next sunday morning my name's not timothy flat well this is my last journey to epsom my last appearance on any course as a backer or hedger for i see plain enough a betting book ain't a day-book and a darby's a very different thing from a ledger End of chapter fifteen